if you're not, you know, exactly pleased with your results right now, well, guess what? Change your state, change your story because the past does not predict the future. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, i check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Skillset Sunday and we're going to do something a little bit special on this episode. You know, all the previous episodes on Skillset Sunday, I talked about a particular skill and it was just me talking and you hear my voice all the time uh, on every single episode and what I wanted to do is change it up a little bit and add a little bit of a wrinkle to the show. And if you haven't joined the show, if you're a first-time listener or if you're a long-time listener, just to remind you, this show is all about getting straight to the outcomes that help you or the, the insights that help you reach your outcomes for your real estate business. And we cut through all the fluff and we get straight to the good stuff. I've interviewed Robert Kiyosaki. I've interviewed Barbara Corcoran. I've interviewed all sorts of other successful real estate investors. And on today's episode, where Skillset Sunday, we're getting away from the traditional format and we're going to have more of a Tim Ferriss style conversation. So if you've listened to Tim's podcast, it's more conversational and less structured with different milestones or benchmarks within the conversation. But the common theme throughout all of my episodes, regardless of its skill set Sunday or this or other episodes throughout the week, is we help you move your business forward in real estate. And today, I'm pleased and honored to be with Trevor McGregor. He is a um, Tony Robbins coach. He's actually has over 10,000 hours of coaching within the Tony Robbins programs. And if you've listened to any episode of mine, I've probably mentioned my huge and unhealthy man crush on Tony Robbins. Um, so you know I'm a huge fan of his work. And Trevor is actually my personal coach as well within the Tony Robbins program. So I've known Trevor for 
over two years, two to three years, I believe. I've been working with him for a couple years. So uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. And what we're going to talk about in him in particular is the three S's. Um, and he's going to get into it in more detail. So Trevor, welcome to the show. Well, thanks very much, Joe. Great to be on your show. Love what you do and uh, glad to support your listeners. Yeah. And Trevor is also, I, I didn't mention this, but Trevor is also a, an active real estate investor. So Trevor, before we get into the meat of Skillset Sunday, where the at the end of our conversation, best ever listeners are going to have three proven strategies, as you mentioned, to get the outcome that they desire. Before we get into that, let's set the foundation a little bit and talk a little bit about your real estate experience. So what is your real estate experience? Absolutely, Jolie. Let's dive into it. So yes, I've been an active real estate investor up in Vancouver, Canada now for, gosh, just over a little little over 12 years with a real focus on buying and, and holding, buying and flipping, renting out properties, everything from townhouses, condos, duplexes, fourplexes, single family homes. And I love it because I still believe it's the best wealth vehicle on the planet. And I know I've listened to one of your other interviews that you've done, and you mentioned some a pretty interesting story whenever you first got started and, and came across some, some challenges. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. To share a little bit of my story, I, um, you know, I grew up and went to university and studied business, started working for a hospitality company, and the hospitality company owned restaurants and various real estate, strip malls and that sort of thing. And I was the director of operations for them. Things were going very, very well. And I uh, decided to invest some of my own money into our expanding company. And things were going quite well till about mm, 2001, you know, when 9-11 hit, we were expanding real hard. And, you know, we had to pull back a little bit because people got a little bit fearful, didn't go out to eat as much, didn't go out and, you know, rent all the space that we had in our centers. And ultimately, I found myself in a little bit of a cash crunch pickle and the money that I had sunk into the expansion had quickly evaporated and I found myself about $250,000 in debt. Well, that would be a lot of money to most people, I imagine, myself included. So what, what do you do at that point? Well, I kind of hit a low, a low and uh, you know, I knew that, gosh, there had to be some way to dig myself out rather than just you know, earning money and making wages. And I, um, I was fortunate enough to have somebody that suggested I go to a local real estate seminar. And so I went to one of those little seminars in the local high school, and I immediately fell in love with this guy that was doing the speech there about how you could use real estate and leverage other people's money to buy property and then, you know, not only have appreciation with those properties, but also have tenants paying down the mortgage. And so that's all I needed to hear. And I scraped together what little money I had. And I went out there, Joe, and I bought one tiny little townhouse. And that was a unique experience. Immediately, you know, over the next few months, I found great tenants and the property appreciated over those few months. And so I pulled a little bit of money out of that to buy a condominium. And so now I had two properties and I thought, wow, this is really lucrative. And, you know, that kind of is where the story started. I went on to really find out that, you know, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes started to cash flow in a relatively short amount of time, about a couple of years or two and a half years. Not only did I, or was I able to pay back all of that $250,000 that I had lost in the restaurant hospitality business, but I had a profit on top of that. So I continue to buy and hold and buy and flip. And it's been quite a ride for me so far. How were you able to purchase that 
tiny, as you, you called it, a tiny townhouse whenever you were 250K in debt? Great question. I found a distressed seller, number one, and he was going through a divorce and wanted to get rid of the property. And really, I didn't have much money. So I put some of the down payment on credit cards. I scraped together some money from some friends and family. And I had to dip into our 401k system here in Canada called, you know, it's called, you know, just an RRSP account. And so I cashed some of that in and, and made that down payment. And it's probably the best use of money I've ever pulled together and used to, you know, try to move myself forward. How much was the down payment? Down payment at that time, I had to put down around $33,000, if I remember correctly. And so you use the use the down payment. You uh, were able to get some of the cash back out once the appreciated. You got into some other properties. Let's go back to the before you purchased that little townhome. Being two hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt, what's that feel like? Well, like I said earlier, it was probably the lowest point in my life. I mean, I had never been in debt. What was even worse is my parents had taken out a six-figure mortgage on their very own home to help me, and I felt like a failure. You know, I had a complete identity meltdown, and, uh, you know, to be quite honest, I was probably in a state of depression. And, you know, thank goodness for supportive family because they said, you know, whenever we hit a low point in our life, we need to find somebody that, you know, we can talk to. And for me, that was a life coach. You know, that was a life coach and a business coach who said, Trevor, you're still young. You got a tremendous amount of natural gifts and talents and you can rebound from this. So as he started to give me some insight as to how I could do that and believe in myself and pick myself up and dust myself off, you know, I was reluctant to do it, but I started to do it because, you know, we had gained a tremendous level of rapport and I didn't want to let him down on one hand. And then I started to see that what he was saying and, you know, the books he was getting me to read and the events he was getting me to go to actually worked wonders. And, you know, I hold him very dearly in my heart today. And thank God I found him. Yeah. And I know I can say personally, whenever, um, you know, I was working with you in 2013 and then we picked things back up 2015. So it was about a year where we weren't working together. And I kind of, after 2013, I just closed on my 168 unit, but then I you know, ran into some challenges and across the board on a lot of different things. And as you said, when you hit a low point in life, you really do need someone to talk to. And it's tough because we've, we've got, uh, especially if we're entrepreneurs, the line blurs between friends and business colleagues. And it's tough to have somebody who has the trained knowledge uh, and techniques to help you move forward and also isn't involved in what you're doing uh, so they can bring an objective perspective. And that's I've seen that firsthand working with you. So I think that's a, a good segue for kind of what we want to talk about today and three proven techniques to reach our outcomes whenever we're trying to accomplish things. So what do you have for us on that? Well, that is a great segue, Joe. And, you know, kudos to you. I mean, you've achieved a phenomenal level of success and you see the value in having a coach uh, because let's face it, it's a fast paced world out there. I mean, we have to wear so many hats as entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or real estate investors, often while doing it part time, while holding down another job, while looking after the family and our health and everything else. So, 
Absolutely. And, and that's really why I got into coaching. You know, I saw what my mentors, my guides, my teachers, my trainers had done for me. And I said, you know what? I want to give back. I want to be just like them. And, you know, I've really had a quantum leap in being able to, you know, accelerate as a coach fairly quickly, you know, not only in my own private practice, but getting to join up with, you know, the big machine itself. That's the Tony Robbins organization. <laughs> and I know that you're a huge fan of Tony and you say you even got that man crush on him. And I have to admit I do as well. He's amazing because Tony takes things and simplifies them. And I guess the best way to segue into what I'm about to share called the three S's is to first off give you two M's. And the two words that start with the letter M that I'm going to kick it off with are mindset and modeling. Because if you look at what Tony's about, you know, he's been able to have a mindset that keeps him at the upper echelon of doing things for the right reasons at the right time and the right vibration. In addition to that, he's been able to model other people and best practices. I think that's why you've got such a loyal, you know, following as a real estate expert, because, you know, people are literally counting on you to shorten the learning curve to what they're setting out to do or to give them tips or tools or strategies or distinctions. So once you've got the mindset and once you model best practices, if you take what I'm about to share with you called the three S's and apply them in your real estate business or your, you know, your personal life, I guarantee some results are going to start, you know, breaking through and you're going to start to transform your results. How does that sound? I like it. And before we get into the three S's, though, uh, let's talk about the two M's then just really quickly. As far as the mindset and modeling, how do you get in the right mindset? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny you should bring that up because getting into the right mindset is really all about using the three S's or literally the first two of the three S's. You see, to go back a little bit, Tony Robbins says that in order to be successful, it usually boils down to about 80% you know, psychology and 20% mechanics or what you do to be successful. So as you well know from our coaching together, it all starts between your ears. And that's why some of the things that I'll share here are really going to give you the edge in understanding how to stay, you know, top level, you know, peak state, all of the different things that you need to do to go out there and win the game. And with the three S's, you want to, you want to, you know, talk about those? Yeah, let's dive into them as I know that they're really going to help your listeners. So what I'll do is I'll give you all three S's and then we'll go back and we'll, you know, take a look at each one and open it up. So the very, very first S that you need to have as a real estate investor or as somebody who's really looking to move forward and achieve phenomenal level of success is your state management. You know, without state management, without standing guard at the door of your mind, you're going to let fear creep in. You're going to let doubt creep in. You're going to let anxiety creep in. And so, you know, within state management, we actually take that and we break it down into three components. And here are those three components, Joe. The first one is your physiology. So that's really how you show up in your mind and your body. You know, are you energetic? Are you doing some deep breathing? You know, are you really listening to music and getting pumped up about getting ready to take on what you want to go out there and do? The second component of state management is your focus. And we've got a saying that says, where focus goes, energy flows. So if you're focused on things not working out, well, guess what? You're going to attract things not working out. Whereas if you're focused on what you want, you know, your brain's a very powerful vehicle that's going to go out there and bring you the right people, the right opportunities, and you're going to see, you know, success faster than if you, you know, were focusing on the fear-based modality. 
And then the third part of state management is really what we call empowering language. Because, you know, what you say to yourself, both internally and externally, is driving all your behaviors. And your behaviors are driving your emotions. And we all know that our quality of life is really based on the quality of emotions that we feel. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So once you get your physiology, your focus, and your language in what we call a moving towards modality, towards what you want, instead of moving away from what you don't want, that's the first step of the three S's. And that's the absolute place you need to begin. I can tell you the <laughs> the physiology part where you're talking about, are you energetic? Are you doing some deep breathing exercises? How are you? How's your physiology? After attending the Unleash the Power Within event, one of the things I do now is, is, is ridiculous, but it, it works. But yeah, I'm sure everyone's gonna be like, oh my God, that's what he's doing when he's talking. So they talk about when you're, when you're sitting down during uh, Unleash the Power Within event, as you know, you've been to a lot of them. You bet. You don't sit down a lot, but <laughs> you're standing up, you're walking around, you're dancing, you're jumping. But when you do sit down, I, I remember they're like, well, just shake your butt in the seat. That way you're at least moving a little bit. So anytime I'm sitting down before a call or if I'm in my chair and I'm, I'm talking to someone, just to warm up, I, I just start shaking my butt a little bit and, and changing my physiology. <laughs> Oh, I love that, Joe. And you know what you remind me of by doing that is this, that all emotion comes from motion. So the more you move your body, the more you wiggle your butt, the more you're going to send a positive vibe through your body because it's getting ready to, you know, take on whatever it is that you're getting excited about. Absolutely. So that that's the first S where the state management, uh, what's the second S? You betcha. So we'll dive into the second S and the second S is your story. And really, your story is your identity. It's who you are and what you believe about yourself, maybe a little bit around your values or your rules or your you know, empowering beliefs or limiting beliefs. And you know, Tony Robbins has said for a long time, and he's got a great quote that reads as follows. He says, the strongest force in the human personality is the need to be consistent with our own identity. And what does that mean? Well, it means that, you know, if you were the fat, slow kid in elementary school and, you know, you want to go out there as an adult and run a marathon and you still have an identity as a slow, fat kid, well, that's not going to bode well for you to, you know, go out there and win the race. Whereas, you know, if you will move into a real estate context, if you truly believe that you can be, you know, as successful as the next guy because you know that abundance is your birthright, you learn stuff from Joe, you learn stuff from a coach like me, you learn stuff from some of the, the great leaders out there, and you can absolutely adopt what we call character traits or character characteristics that allow you to basically model their thinking, their acting, their behavior. And when you adopt that identity and you combine it with the first S, which is state management, that's the power of the 80% psychology that I was talking about earlier. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And the identity is what is incredibly important and who you think you are. And I remember Tony talking about when we limit ourselves, he'll ask the question, well, when did you decide to define yourself that way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if someone's like, I can't do that. Oh, really? When did you decide to define yourself that you couldn't do that that way? Absolutely. And Tony's spot on with that. And, and you know, we're our own worst critics. We're hard on ourselves. And sometimes it's due to, you know, how we were taught or how we were brought up as kids, maybe something our parents said or 
our uncle said, our aunt said, our grandparents said, our siblings, our school teachers. And, you know, that might have been some programming that, you know, was given to you then. But, you know, I'll ask you, if you were, you know, using old programming to want to run one of the new supercomputers today, how well would it work? Oh, yeah, it'd be bonkers. You bet. So that's why we say, you know what, if you're feeling low, if you're not, you know, exactly pleased with your results right now, well, guess what? Change your state, change your story, because the past does not predict the future unless you live there. And you can radically change your results in a short amount of time to move from where you are to where you want to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you hear that from someone that you know and you want to kind of challenge them on it, uh, ask them, well, you know, when they, oh, they say they can't do something. When do you decide that to define yourself that way that you couldn't do it? And it will scramble their brain. I've done it firsthand. I've seen, I've seen the quizzical look on their face. And I ask it to myself too. And I like, when I think about things that, oh, I don't know about that. Well, when did I decide that I couldn't do that? Like, well, let's trace that back. And then really challenging myself too with that same question. Absolutely. And, and again, I think what you've done really well, and I know you've done this with some of your mentors, some of your coaches is, you got to think, what would they do? You know, if they were facing a challenge, what would they do? And if you come from a, from a place of a little bit of a, like a scientist, you know, we say that Thomas Edison never really failed. He just didn't find the successful way to light that light bulb up until his 10,000th try. You know, same thing with the Wright brothers trying to get an airplane in the air. If they had the identity of, oh my gosh, we're failures. We, we crashed and burned, you know, the first six, seven, 800 times they never would have got that airplane in the air. Same with Walt Disney going to banks and really looking for that loan to open Disney World or even, you know, Colonel Sanders of KFC fame. So your identity has to be strong and you really want to build a foundation that allows you to go out there and, you know, even if you did fail, you know, use that failure as feedback to keep moving forward. Does that resonate with you, Joe? Yeah. How do you build that identity? Well, again, it comes back to you owning your state management first and then really, you know, modeling what other successful people have done. You know, when you look at a guy like Steve Jobs, he was going to make that Macintosh computer, you know, come hell or high water. Same thing with Richard Branson. You know, he admits not being the smartest guy in the shed, but he's gone out there and created brands and airlines and I mean, so many different things. And, and some of the new people that are coming on the block are guys like, you know, Elon Musk or, you know, some of the guys in the Silicon Valley, and they adopt the identity of a winner. They adopt the identity of that scientist that even if they fail, they're going to fail forward and keep on going. And, you know, that's what I'd suggest to some of your real estate listeners. Don't let your spouse, your neighbors, you know, the common people around you tell you what you can do. Because I'll tell you, if you're stepping up and you want to be a lion, lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep, do they? I wouldn't think so. No, I remember you telling me that one time I, that I wrote that down. I, I like that quote. Beautiful. And what's the third S? You betcha, Joe. The third and final S is what we call your strategy. So your strategy is really your roadmap, your blueprint, anything that you can use to go from where you are now to where you want to be. And that's why we're big on modeling. I mean, to find a guy like Joe Fairless, who's been there, done that both in, you know, residential and apartments and, you know, you know, people out there all over America, Canada. I mean, I've got clients in Europe, Australia, you know, that have tuned into your show and they love practical advice. They love finding somebody who can absolutely show them the step-by-step -step system of how to start. 
you know, or if they're already some kind of an intermediate in real estate, how do they go to that next level? Because there's always another level. There's a new level for me, for you, for Tony Robbins, for everybody. If they truly believe that growth is, you know, one of their current values and that they're never going to stop, you know, becoming more and being more while on this earth. Does that make sense? Yeah. And do you get that blueprint from, like you said, people who are actively doing it successfully? And, and I guess, how do you approach those people if you want to learn directly? Because ultimately, it's tough to kind of take something that someone's saying and not have the ability to ask the follow-up questions and have those conversations. So how do you reconcile that? Well, that's a great question. And I mean, there's always the old school system of trial and error. I mean, you can go out there yourself and buy a property and, you know, find out that the foundation is a little bit off or it's got a mold issue in the attic. But, you know, I think that in today's age, there's enough information on the internet and there's enough, you know, quality people that have been there, done that, like you, like myself, to really offer up advice. And, you know, I guess our own journey through real estate, you know, we've had the blood, the sweat, the tears, you know, the electrical issues, the fires, the floods as well. But what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. So when somebody can absolutely march through the fire and then be called on as a mentor or a coach or a guide or a teacher to really share their knowledge with others, that's when sparks fly. That's when magic happens. That's when people really get encouraged that if, you know, these other folks can go out there and create abundance for themselves, well, so can they. So those are the three S's. And at the end of kind of talking through the state management, the story and the strategy, what's the process for, okay, now that we've gone over these three, I want state management, I want story, I want strategy. How do you combine them all and get the outcome? Absolutely. And that is through what we call our RPM system. And RPM basically stands for a results-focused, purpose-driven, massive action plan. So once you get into the right state and you adopt the right identity or story, you'll want to execute on an RPM strategy that absolutely clearly defines what the result that you are after is. Are you looking to buy a condo? Are you looking to buy a single family home? Are you looking to buy your first apartment building? You've got to get it out of your head and write down on a piece of paper exactly what it is you want and by when you want to achieve it. That's the R in RPM. From there, you really go on to the P and the P is the purpose. Now, why do you want this to happen? Do you want to increase your wealth? Do you want to you know, build a, a little empire of real estate properties? Do you want to leave a legacy for your kids? You know? There are different reasons that fuel all of us for getting into real estate, and it's imperative that you write down at least three, four, five big, fat, compelling reasons why it's a must and not a should. Because when things get tough or something goes sideways, you know, this is the rocket fuel or the juice that gets you to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep on marching forward. The final component of RPM is the M, and that is the massive action plan. And this is the fun part where you get to sit down and write down all of the different things that you could be doing to really move towards your outcome. So whether that's engaging the services of a real estate agent, you know, driving neighborhoods, looking at comps, um, you know, arranging financing in advance, using other people's money, you literally want to do what's called a brainstorm or a capture or a mind dump and write down all of the things that you could be doing to move towards your outcome. And then from there, you want to prioritize them, you want to leverage them and see if there's anyone else that can help you, and then you want to take action on them. And once you take action, 
It's simply course correcting and measuring your results, which basically is this. Am I getting closer to where I want to be? And if you are, keep going. If you're not, then it's time to hit the reset button and retool. Is that valuable? Oh, yeah. I love that. The RPM plan. I didn't even think we'd get into this, but I think it's fantastic. And one of the things that I know we've talked about under the purpose, P, is talking not only about what are the big fat reasons why they're a must and not a should, but then also making sure that we list out what the ripple effect is because we'll do more for others than we will for ourselves, generally speaking. Absolutely. I love that about you, Joe. You know that there's always a ripple effect or a compound effect. And you know what? That other people are going to be affected by your either getting into action or you not getting into action. So when you can make things bigger than just you and know that this is going to be a, you know, have an effect on the seller, an effect on your wife, or your husband, or the economy, or the sub trades that are going to come in and renovate the property. You know that you know when you put the wheels in motion, there are other people that are going to get to enjoy the journey with you. Where can uh, the best ever listeners check out more of this stuff? Well, again, my advice is either to go to TonyRobbins.com. I mean, you know, Tony's been doing this for 40 years. He truly is the master at peak performance. And then if you're interested in finding a little bit more about how I might be able to support you with a coaching structure or us getting on the phone and even having a chat you can go to www.trevormcgregor.com and you'll find out a little bit more about me and what I do and you know how I'm here to serve others. And how do you spell your last name? It's M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R. All right. I'll have a link in the show notes to your website as well. I don't think I've ever seen your website. I've never been there. Well, it's time for you to go find it, Joe. I guess I will. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention to the best ever listeners? Yeah. You know, there's one final piece of advice that, you know, I'd like to leave your listeners with. And that is, you know, as you get into this, you know, go all in, find the passion that burns inside of you to be more and do more while on this earth. You know, I look at my own journey and I could have stayed where I was and been in the rabbit hole with a $250,000 debt and, you know, really kind of eked out an existence and, you know, made wages and would have never made a dent in that. But, you know, I found someone who believed in me, who lifted me, who supported me. And, you know, my life changed because of it. So if you're in the, a situation that's similar or, you know, if you really just want to double, triple or quintuple, you know, the real estate empire you're sitting on now, you know, go back and listen to this again. Think about some of the things Joe teaches you from his skill set and the world is your oyster. Yeah, this has been wonderful. I'm familiar with these concepts, but hearing you talk about them, one, it energizes me as I shake my butt and we talk. And then two, <laughs> two, two is uh, I'm picking up some strategies as well for how to apply this and make it happen. This is just fantastic. I mean, the, the three S's, state management, story, and strategy and um, how you mentioned the state management is where you stand guard at the door of your mind. I love that. I mean, it's, it's so important. And then that's broken up into physiology focus and empowering language, really making sure that, as you said, I mean, the, the quality of our life is based on how we feel. It's really simple. And as Abraham Lincoln said, I think it's Abe, Abe Lincoln where he's, he said, you can decide how happy you want to be something along those lines. And it's so true. And with the story, this is your identity, who you are and what you believe in. And you can also choose to define 
who you are and what you believe in. And sometimes we choose or we don't consciously make that choice. We subconsciously kind of just roll with whatever we've thought our story and identity is. And it's important to consciously kind of take a look in the mirror and choose to be who we want to be. It reminds me of one of my favorite books, Things I Wish I Knew When I Was 20. Mm. And the author talks about how her dad was a vice president for a corporation, took him 30 plus years to get to that point. And uh, she was about 20 at the time. She, now she's a Stanford, I think Stanford professor. But she was 20 at the time and she started her own company and she printed business cards and she called herself a, pres- <laughs> a president <laughs> of her company. And he was pissed. He's like, wait, you don't have the right to be a president. I've been a vice president. I've, I've spent my whole life becoming vice president. And she's like, you know what? I will be who I want to become right now. And I think that ties into the story. And then the strategy you know, the blueprint that helps you get to where you are, to where you want to be, which ties into modeling. I mean, it really does. With real estate in particular, there's nothing unique about real estate. What you're doing now, best ever listener, is some is what somebody else has done it before, or at least a version of that before. So there's definitely a way to model and expedite the journey to where you want to go. So thank you, Trevor, for a wonderful just dive into that and then also the rpm plan which i won't get into in detail on this recap but thank you so much for being on the show and talking to us and doing the first skill set sunday where i interview a guest so you have the special privilege of that recognition too oh that's wonderful well it's been my joy my pleasure and i love supporting you and Good luck to all your listeners out there and uh, let's raise the vibration and let's all go out there and do it at a higher level. Thanks a lot, Trevor. Thanks, Joe. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D dot com forward slash best ever.